Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Angry Wargamer podcast. I am Jason, your Angry Wargamer, and today it's just me and Drew. What's going on? So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Do you want to start with the good news or the bad news? <laughs> uh, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Let's eat that bitter pill now, and then we can go and fucking uh, clear it up with all the sugar, whatever the fuck Mary Poppins says. Fantastic. So um, I guess we'll do the history lesson at the end just to kind of tie everything. Uh, maybe not toward, towards the end towards the end it won't be the last thing we talk about but uh let's start with cyberpunk 2077 for yet another delay since we've been hyping this damn thing up since oh fuck how many episodes have we talked about this damn game coming out now with the next gen stuff and we even talked about the release on the 19th of november which is not happening now nope fucking ugh. Yep. I, hate, I hate to see it because I have a bunch of friends who are just rock hard solid for this fucking game. And they just not only did not only was it the most cock tease way to fuck with people, because there were a bunch of people who were actually going and saying, look, I'm taking time off. I've got I'm going to buy this thing at on, you know, when it's available at 12 p.m. at whatever, you know, game game store, gaming store I pick it up from. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're totally coming out. We're totally doing this. Literally, they blue-balled everyone, and I have never seen such an angry, angry fucking mob about something like this. It just it cracked me up that somebody tweeted, hey, is there going to be any more delays? And then, literally the same day, turned around and said, uh, yeah, we need to delay it again. And then, in an epic troll way, goes, hey, does anybody mind if we delete this tweet now? <laughs> About their release day. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit dickish. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some people did bring up a good point, though. Like, I would rather have the game be completely finished. But fuck, man, you've delayed it three times and it's already been two, almost, it'll be two years probably by the time it comes out since the announcement of it. Oh, yeah. It, it will be. And that's. And for me, that really is what kind of grinds my gears for a lot of my friends. It's just like, you have this now, they've now kicked the can down the road three fucking times now. Some people have said four, but I can't confirm or deny that they've actually done so. For, and, I, and the reason apparently this time around is because they can't optimize it for the PS4. You know they wanted to put this out only for the PS5, but fucking Sony stepped on their nuts and told them they had to bring it out for this gen these gen consoles. Same with Microsoft. Well, I think it's on Microsoft as well, too. So, Well, it's because their fucking price tag on their systems is ridiculous right now. It's like, you can't... I, I can see why they wanted to put it back to PS4, but to be honest, if they didn't release it for the PS4, the game would still fucking sell. I mean, you're going to have PC sales. You're going to have the people who do buy the console right away are going to be purchasing the game right away. So it's like... You're missing out on PS4 and Xbox One. Eh, those consoles aren't made to, to pull that game. So what are you going to do? Give us a dumbed-down version of the game now? Well, graphically speaking, they have no choice. But my statement is, is there are a bunch of people who probably already pre-ordered it for the PS4 for a couple of reasons. Because when, when Cyberpunk was first 
um, put to pre-order, there was not a definitive time for the next-gen consoles to come out. So everybody kind of threw their money down at that point. And not everybody's jumping on. Not everybody's an early adopter for the newer consoles. They're all jumping. They're going to jump on when they jump on, or they're never going to jump on at all. People wanted fucking Cyberpunk. It had nothing to do with the next-gen consoles. It had nothing to do with whatever graphical capabilities. This is what they fucking promised, and this is what they were meant to deliver. Yeah, but I think um, I think the whole point of the last delay was for the next-gen next consoles. I think that was the whole point of it. The whole reason that they were releasing after the PS5 and the new Xbox was because they knew those consoles were coming. Because you, you know damn well those companies told them that hey, these are our specs, here's the consoles, here's the shit to build the stuff on, here you go. And Cyberpunk went, uh, yeah, perfect, great, now we can give you the full version of the game. The full version. And that's really what it comes down to. Now, there have also been some floating around allegations that there might have been crunch happening behind the scenes. Yeah, there was an anonymous there was an anonymous source on that. I can't confirm or deny it, and I obviously am not going to dwell on it too much because again, we've talked about that crunch bullshit before, and it, it is it is absolute bullshit. And fucking with your programmers, developers, all those people like that, absolutely fucking abhorrent. And you're never going to hear me say crunch is a good thing. I don't care how much fucking money they're getting paid, especially because a lot of those people. End up end up getting fucking tossed when a game is finished, anyways, because the market's so saturated with programmers and developers. They can afford to basically have somebody on, work them to death, and then kick them to the fucking curb when they're done with it. Or done with a big launch, it, it literally means nothing. Yeah, that's a whole other topic, though. But I Absolutely. mean, um, yeah. So I think Cyberpunk is going to kill its own hype. Honestly, I mean, the longer you keep delaying it, the more the less people are going to want to play it, I think. I mean, I'm already at the point now where I'm like, eh, whatever. When it comes out, it comes out. And once I hit that point, then it means I'll probably wait after it comes out and then pick it up on a sale. <laughs> like, just about, just as it's about to die. <laughs> well, if, okay, so there's two ways this goes. They managed to pull it out of their ass and they put it out uh, what's the new projected date now? I didn't even think they had one. I uh, thought they well, just... I mean, I could look it up real quick. That's not a... Um, I don't know. If, I, I, don't, I don't, didn't recall if they'd actually had a replacement date or not. No, I think they just said we're postponing it and then never gave like a full-blown... Uh, yeah, look, there's people... Holy shit, there's other games that have delayed theirs because they don't want to compete with cyberpunk. That's crazy. Whoever thought that was going to happen? Well, it's mm. just like with dude, it's just like with any media, with movies especially. People don't well, yeah, movies. Have a, if you have a popcorn flick and you want to put it out at the same time as a big box office smash, you're going to fuck yourself. That's why you avoid that kind of stuff. Same it's it's all it's all relative in pop culture, especially in a lot of those industries. When as I would I would imagine books probably follow the same metric. It's all it's all making sure that you get the greatest market saturation if for your uh, particular intellectual property. When you're a lower oh. when you're a lower budget, you don't have a choice. You have to work around the angles of the bigger bigger releases. Well, yeah, that's why we were complaining about the fucked up release schedule that's coming at the beginning of November. 
in fact, all the entire month of November, there's just a fucked up release schedule, <laughs> especially now with some of the, the Switch stuff that's coming. Yeah, they have no new release date. Oh, nope. They've. It looks like the Steam store has it on December 9th. But that just might be the Steam. Okay, the official release date is now December 10th. So they pushed it a month. Too many people I've talked to said, just look, they're going to put kick it down the road even further. And while I do agree that because uh, Rich from Review Tech USA is the one who who made that statement, and he probably wasn't the first person, but I would rather a game be delayed a thousand, a thousand times over than to, than to be bad once. Okay, sure. Yeah, but... but you know what happens? You have a situation now where they're going to keep, if they keep delaying it for whatever reason, and they keep going and they keep going, no one's going to want to buy the fucking game, even if it is a critically acclaimed title. Because yeah, they're going to be worried that they're going to have bugs and there's other fucked up shit that they didn't handle on the front end. So, I don't know. It's... um. It's overcommit under de- under deliver is what I think they're they they're trying to avoid, but at the same time, I think the release should have been treated well. Once you once you push it the first time, it should have been treated like a fucking hostess at a restaurant. You oversell the time to make it look like you're producing it earlier. You know what I mean? Like shit. If they would have said, "Oh no, it's not coming out in 2020 anymore." We're going to wait till 2021, and then all of a sudden, the game gets released in December. Everyone, you know, people will be way happier because now the expectation is set further out, and they're they're delivering earlier. So I think the the people who are doing their their pushing should have over pushed the time to deliver sooner. I wonder if it's a situation where they just, because they were holding such a powerful intellectual property in their hands, that they felt that there was a hot potato scenario where they didn't have a choice but to put a concrete time on it, even if they couldn't completely deliver. Because they've even stated that there's going to be a day one patch for the fucking Which, look, companies do day one patches. I'm not giving shit for, to them for this. But openly admitting that kind of shit's kind of a, po- kind of a box office poison. You don't want to say stuff like that, especially to people who you just told that they're not getting their game for yet another month after you've done so two times before. This was supposed right. to come out in what, fucking March this year or May? Spring. It was, it was originally March. Then they pushed it to November. So this was the third time that they've pushed it. But yes, yeah, so they've pushed it. It was March, June, then November. Did they push oh, it to no. June? I swear there was at least one summer slot in there too. They may have kicked it to, to November altogether, but yeah, we're at. That's why I think people think there might have been a fourth. This would be the fourth time because I think they said they were going to try and release it in the summer, but again, that's not concrete. I can't confirm or deny that, and I'm not going to make any speculation. As of now, yeah, there's only whatever. three official. There's only three total official delays on it, and you said December 10th. So, I don't know. I, I as far as I'm concerned. If you were, unless you're a diehard cyberpunk fan, if you were looking forward to this, fuck it. Do exactly what you said. Wait until it goes on sale and just get it then because it isn't worth the time. Unless you're a fucking streamer, a, a YouTube content creator, or you just have a hard on for the cyberpunk franchise, 
You're the only people who are going to be pissed off the most about this. And there were pissed off people. There were a bunch yeah. of fucking death threats to the developers, to CD Projekt Red, all sorts of fucking shit. And I don't and and I don't blame people for being angry. I blame people for doing dumb shit like death threats or doxing people for dumb stuff like this. Yeah, you can be upset, but if you're not going to be upset constructively, then don't fucking then just keep your fucking mouth shut. Because yeah, not but what open. happens? Yeah, yeah. What happens when the developer all of a sudden no longer feels safe and just says, "Fuck it, we're killing the project"? Then you never get the game. Then you fucked up. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I would handle things. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, problem, the problem with that, Jason, is CD Projekt Red is investing a great deal of resources into this game. They kill it. They'll win. Their fucking company collapses. That's just the level of a level of investment they have in this. That's my guess. Yeah. They so the comp so the company so the company goes under. Then you definitely will never get it. Do you see what I mean? Like you can't just threaten people and expect shit to get delivered. Eh, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, you and I are on the same page, and and and, and especially in that regard. But my statement is is that it's just not going to matter. The, the game's going to come out in one way or another. Uh, they could pull a they could pull a mighty number no. nine and just not re release it on the platforms they say they were going to, which would really be asinine. Be like, no, we're yeah, not going to release it for current gen. We're only releasing it for next gen because that's the hardware that can carry it, and we're not going to waste the money. Oh, okay. The, the funny thing is, is that um, they're saying the equivalent of nine different platforms, and that makes me wonder if at some point Switch is going to be getting it. Switch, I, Switch handled Outer Worlds, and Outer Worlds, just, and Outer Worlds played on the PS4. So if you're releasing it for the PS4, I, the Switch might be able to handle it. Uh. I don't, I don't like speculating on that kind of stuff because people who do that tend to over assume that uh, Nintendo has the kind of sway that they should. Yeah, Enix has given them a lot of stuff, but we're never going to get a Kingdom Hearts game on there. No, that isn't, but, a, that isn't a music game. <laughs> right, but you see what I mean, though? Like, if it's one, what I'm trying to say is if it's going to be one platform that's not going to get it at release, people who own Switches are okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> because not everything has come to the switch right away like doom eternal i'm almost everybody got it for the ps4 and uh i'm my dumb ass is still waiting till december to get it on my switch so it's like it if it's gonna be one platform you're better off just pissing off that one platform and putting the game out and then releasing it like who knows a month or two later you can't just expect to deliver to every nine different platforms here, here, here's my timeline that should have happened. If they had the game completely set, let's say they had it by November for one platform. And my thing is they should have focused on current gen, get it out of the way, and then release it for like next gen. Because again, they were waiting for Sony and Microsoft to announce when they were putting it out. I feel like that was to their detriment. That meant that they were focusing on getting the fucking game out for all the platforms all at once or as many as they could they should have just did it for the current platform right if that means that they were they were putting on a scaled down version so be it the game's supposed to be fucking expansive and have so much fucking content to it people are going to go and invest the time to to get the extra downloads to buy the solid state hard drives whatever they need to do 
to be able to support it, and they don't care if you have to patch it at this point. As long as there's a core game with the the gameplay and the mechanics you say there's going to be, do they don't care. Do whatever day one patches you need to do. Then release it for the next gen, then release it for the Switch, or if they're going to, and then right. PC. <laughs> what, you, the problem is... Well, see, they, I think... They, the, what I think they should have done, they should have developed it for the PC solely first. Because oh. once you develop for the PC, it's easier to scale it back to develop it, to develop it for the, the other two. I, in my opinion, I'm not a fucking programmer or nothing. So, But once you have the specs for the computer down, all you need to do is match it for the specs of the platforms that are already out and then go push forward to the next gen. Agreed. And... In, in most cases, that would actually be perfectly reasonable. But I don't think this was a reasonable scenario. Again, the, you don't just cancel, you don't just kick the can down the road literally the day of release. There were too many people who were pissed off at the end of that. And it, 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 as you said, it kills the buzz. Nobody wants the game if you're going to keep fucking delaying it. Eventually, right. people are going to be like, is this going to be a No Man's Sky thing? Should I be worried? Your people... <laughs> No, really, seriously, you can lose. No, yeah, hundred percent. No Man's Sky was it, even when it got released was not like the hype was gone, and it, it they oversold themselves. It wasn't ex, it wasn't what they sold. It wasn't what they were telling people the game was going to be. Exactly, and they and eventually they did they did add the stuff back in. So I don't want to give them all the shit. Right, but, yeah, the game's better now than it was at release, but still. <laughs> the, the, the damage was already done for a lot of people, and when you tune out, when you have people who just say, fuck it, I'm not going to play the game, I don't, I don't fucking blame them. I don't blame anybody who just two tunes out at that point, especially for popular, uh, popular game franchises that are hyped up that hard. If you can't oh. fucking deliver, and that's the shit that happens, it's on you. It's not on anybody else. True. Fallout 76 also ran into that same thing. The game was pretty shit when it first came out, and the people who stuck with it, um, they were able to develop something now that's way more playable than what it used to be. Of course. And in a lot of cases, it it ended up being a be better scenario for for people down the road. Yeah. And I find, and I find that to be a good thing. But that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean they didn't lose money in the process. And I think that's really what pe what the takeaway is. Here. The more you the more you push away, especially with people who have an who have a specific um, expectation, especially with that kind of stuff. Where honestly, there are a lot of people who love cyberpunk across the board as a, as a as a genre. So, like shadow shadow run cyberpunk. Anything that has that kind of mo that that kind of motif to it, mm -hmm. you, you need to, you need to keep you need to keep the, the you need to keep the hype train going. You need to, you need to milk, it, milk it like a porn star. Yeah, no, I'm still a um, um, big fan of the old tabletop cyberpunk game, and that's where I got started with cyberpunk. And they released a newer edition. I want to say. Like 2010 ish, it, it, it's it was a while ago. It wasn't like recent, recent, and the updated rules weren't the same. I never really got into the newer version, but the rules were definitely better than the old version to to be able to play. 
but you you've had since at least the 1980s with cyberpunk as like a franchise and you have the you know the player base that's like man i love cyberpunk i love that feel and now you're killing that height well then 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 they suffer the consequences for it is all i'm saying yeah there no, needs they, to be there needs to be there needs to be consequences for actions and i don't care if a game gets delayed because let's be perfectly honest, you and I are from are back from the days when Blizzard would kick that can down the road 150 times plus until that game was fucking perfectly polished. Fucking StarCraft in that, 2. <laughs> and in that regard, absolutely. And in that regard, they did the right thing, and they did it correctly. This isn't done correctly. Telling people the day before, oh yeah, you're fine, you're totally going to get your pre-order, and then that morning, acting like a fucking, acting like a, a girlfriend who just cheated on her fucking boyfriend. Yeah, gonna yeah. kind of have to just do it, do this, and kick this down the road. And oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't, please don't be mad at me. They were literally. It's like, dude, we have every right to be mad at you. You literally fucking canceled the game. You fucking kicked the game down the day yeah, of. This isn't a month before. No, it's not. A, no, it's two weeks before. It wasn't supposed to come out till the ninth. It's still October, buddy. It's Halloween today. <laughs> they still had two weeks <laughs> and then they said nope and they pushed it a whole month i thought it was the i thought it was supposed to come out sooner no the night the it was november 19th because it, it came oh. out on the japan and um japan and something else releases the like the rest of the world release of the ps5 because the ps5 in these in the states released on the 9th and then it released the rest of the world on the 19th and that's when cyberpunk was dropping lame yeah that's still too fucking close I'm oh no getting, i agree they ain't, getting, they ain't getting off the hook that easy what do you yeah, like what are you gonna do in another month it literally like it's gonna be like six weeks like a month and a half like what are you gonna do in another month and a half <laughs> are you that close you're you're a month and a half close to getting everything done if your optimization on a fucking on a current gen platform is that fucking backed up then I have to question question the integrity of your group. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I've seen this. I've seen the fucking specs of the PS5 versus the PS4. The graphic changes aren't that much fucking better. It's just the performance that looks like it got updated and a few minor tweaks here and there. We're hitting that plateau point with a lot of these fucking video game platforms, where the where the increase in in fidelity and strength of the consoles are not going to there's diminishing returns and it's gonna it's literally the graphics aren't going to matter anymore it's going to be um performance like speed basically speed performance and um what's what's the word i'm looking for storage that's the only thing that's really going to upgrade i think after this next gen unless something fantastic happens technology wise I. It, well, I mean, aside from solid state, I don't see anything major. Unless we go full quantum, I don't see us getting the memory capacity necessary to be able to do the dumb shit that they want to do. At least not now. Maybe later, maybe in another five to ten years, maybe that'll be a possibility. They're still working on that kind of technology. As, as it stands now, I'm not... I, I, we're not going to... This, and this is one of the major problems I have with the video game industry as a whole. Trying to keep people wowed 
with your offerings really tends to be kind of a fucking feast or famine scenario of late. Yeah, you did have some junk shit in the past, and and in a lot of cases, if something whiffed, it whiffed. Or if it was like a hidden gem, it was a hidden gem. But like when you got into PS3, PS4, PS5 range, it doesn't feel any more remarkable anymore. And I have a shit ton of PS3 games. Comparably speaking to the PS4, I'm not seeing much of a difference. Is it prettier? Sure. But as you said, performance, storage, and frame rate. Those are the things people yeah. are going to give a shit about now. Because graphics have gone out the fucking door. No one cares anymore. It's like power Dude. level and DBZ. That, shit's, that shit has no meaning anymore. We're literally still playing, well, at least me and you are, <laughs> and a bunch, of, a bunch of other people must be too, because the games are selling, are still playing fucking 8-bit style games. So, you know. There will always be a market for indie titles, especially ones that that, that uh, harken back to 16-bit and 8-bit gaming, because people like us still play that shit. So those indie games, those indie game companies are still going to be riding high for a while now. Now, when we completely, yeah. you, you and I completely clock out of the industry, whenever the hell that happens, because it will happen eventually, unless we're, unless you, you and I are just going to be that, that level of hardcore that we're going to be in our 80s still playing some fucking whatever Xbox or fucking PS iteration there's going to you be. Know, you know damn well I'm still playing Pokemon into my 80s. I'll be pl- playing Pokemon on my deathbed. You watch. <laughs> I, still, I, I still have that fucking picture of you that uh, your girlfriend, then girlfriend, turned into a fucking meme. I loved it. It's hysterical. I turned into the meme. I was the one that created the meme. She just took the picture. (laughs) (laughs) The Pokemon's better than crack with me hiding underneath my blanket. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, if we could could make that the thumbnail for this fucking fucking episode, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) I'll post it up on the the Facebook page. Might as well. I got it. It's not like I deleted the shit. I fucking put it out there myself. Shit. <laughs> it, popped up, it popped up in my Facebook memories. That's why I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm going to become famous one way or another, even if it's for a fucking stupid-ass meme. <laughs> Live the dream, man. Live the dream. Yeah. Uh... So, so as far as this is concerned, it's a fucking headache. I think people are going to play it regardless. I know Phil's going to play it when it comes out. I really hope they follow through and it comes out on the PS4 because I know Phil's not going to buy a PS5 any fucking time soon, nor does he have the computer capabilities necessary to get it running on that. So I'm hoping yeah. for his sake and for my and for our other friends' sakes uh, that it comes out the way it's supposed to and there's no headaches. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not grabbing it myself. I'm with you. Wait until it goes on sale, but we'll go from there. So let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, I wish them the best, obviously, because at some point I do want to play the game, but I like I've already lost after the the first the first push from March to November. I kind of already lost the hype for it, so it is what it is at this point. Yep, perfectly reasonable. All right, what's next, sir? Um, let's go into uh, Magic. Let's talk about them. We're gonna yeah. run you fucking blind. We're gonna we're, let's um. So we've been talking the last couple of times a lot about um. Commander and stuff like that, and they did announce the Commander Legends, and they just started spoiling cards on it. So 
a lot of the cars that were coming out, you're like, wow, like these are really powerful. And there's always going to be like a couple they're going to spoil in every set where you're like, man, that's going to be a sick ass combo. And especially for a format like Commander, where you have access to every card, literally every card. And um, what this set is, is like we were talking about this just before we started recording was this is like a whole power creep set. Like they they've taken Commander, which is a game they never even really created. It's a fan made creation and then just ratcheted it up to like 11. It's insane. The stuff that they're putting out right now. You, you ain't lying, dude. And and in in some cases, because we've talked about it before, this seems like a bottom line scenario where Wizards is trying to double their profits in five years and we're in the midst of it. And they're doing that as fucking hard and as fast as they can. And power creep is the best way to do it because everybody and their mother's going to buy a fucking booster, going to buy a case of boosters that's going to have the potential to one, have showcase rares, which have the weird the new borders on them, two, yep. potentially foils, and three, really powerful cards in general. Like, even if you contrast to like fucking Zendikar, a lot of those fucking top shelf mythics, those are insane. That shit didn't exist back in the fucking day when you and I were playing. That level of power no. was unheard of. Yeah, but the the thing is, too, is that this is not only reprinting some staples that are already out in Commander, they're reprinting expensive-ass fucking cards that people have always wanted, like, i.e. Scroll Rack. Scroll Rack's coming back. That's an $80 card from, uh, what, Stronghold? Scroll, uh, scroll rack was from Tempest, I believe, but it was in that block. So you're not off. Yeah, but they're like just the whole thing. It seems to just be like rares, mythics, and uncommons. It's fucking insane. And obviously, you have the Finehorn Elves common. They're coming back in this set. Um, the Relic Re Tower, and that's an Dude. uncommon. But it's like there was a fucking card that was only printed. Have you ever heard of the le the, the legendary set Portal Three King Three Kingdoms? Yeah, that set was a low print set. They printed a card called Three Visits that was a like a hundred plus dollar card that was an uncommon. They reprinted it in this set as uncommon. Do you have any fucking idea? That's the second time that it's ever been printed ever. That's insane. Yeah. Not to mention Staff of Domination from fucking uh, from the Mirrodin block is getting reprinted. That's also a forty plus dollar card there too. This is all power. Yeah, I think they're they're paying attention to what people are using and giving people more access to the cards they need to be more competitive. But holy fuck, dude! Like it is insane the stuff that they're doing. Just insane. And okay. There's a card for anybody who doesn't know anything about magic or if you're getting into magic, that's one of the power nine. The Holy Grail. Yeah, the Black Lotus. They're printing a card called the Jeweled Lotus that does the exact same thing that the Black Lotus does, but only for your commander. They're literally reprinting Black Lotus under a different name for the commander format. 
Now, anybody who has a, a general idea of how the reserve list works, there's a provisional condition built into it that states that they can never print a functionally identical version of the power of the of the uh, of the reserve list card. However, you can print something that does something similar with a different casting cost. There's something called Gilded Lotus, which gives you three the taps for three mana, costs five generic mana. There's uh, uh, field, there's, uh Lotus Field. Lotus, Lotus Field's another one. Uh there's uh um there is a card out of Time Spiral that does something similar, but that can only be cast using an alternate casting cost and it has a delay on it. There's a bunch of yeah. different things. There's Lotus there there's Lotus Blossom from fucking uh um the original Urza block. You can always skirt the skirt the rules on that. And again, Jeweled Lotus is functionally identical to Black Lotus, except you can only use that mana to cast your commander. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's the way around it, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a collector, yeah. so I don't know what the bylaws on that one. That card, even on a pre-release matter, is already up over bucks. Um, there, there's other companies that are doing the exact same thing, like Pokemon right now, with their fancy Rainbow V Max Charizard. Uh, that card's sitting at like 500 bucks, and the set that it's printed in is like a limited run set. So, uh, I don't know what the fuck these companies are doing, but they're definitely, definitely pushing a secondary market, almost like that they're almost willing to get into the secondary market. It's insane. <laughs> but to be now, fair, the box of Commander, like the this uh, Commander Legends box, is no more expensive than the Modern Horizons box sets. It, right now, it's sitting at about $185 a box, which is I'm in sorry. line with all the other like special box sets that they've been doing. Now I've taught. I have an LGS who's uh, running, who has, who's running prices that are pretty close to normal standard boxes for those. I'm not going to give a name out because I'm not an asshole. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm seeing prices online around the 124, 125 dollar mark for for the basic boosters. Now, to be fair, they're also going to have collectors booster boxes as well, and I'm sure those are going to be up in the 300 dollar to 400 dollar mark. Easy. Oh wait, actually, okay. So yeah, you're right. Uh, they're 130 for the regular boxes. It looks like a booster pack is about six bucks. The collector booster box is going for 260. So still kind of in line with the special stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't see the point of the collector's box. I, I know there's a lot of people that want it. I just don't see the value in the collector's box. I just don't. Well, there really, there really isn't one because if you break down what your, if you, if you've watched any of uh, Tolarian Community College's videos on watch on uh, opening bo booster boxes, he'll do the collectors boxes when they come out, and he may get one or two boxes in, but that's about it when it comes to that. His his the booster box game for him is he keeps buying booster boxes until he and until he, he matches his buy in price for the booster box. If he matches it, he goes in, sells the cards, and buys another booster box, and he keeps doing this until he can't break even. In most cases, those collector's yeah. booster boxes do not break he will not break even on. It's impossible. Unless he pulls something insane or it has a box topper that's worth at least 
50 to 60 dollars minimum and those very those very rarely ever happen with those kind of things because there's not with um with these i haven't seen anything indicating there's going to be a box topper for these there's a buy a box promo and it's actually really cool because mana confluence and it's the only way you can get it and mana confluence is only printed a couple times so it's a pretty powerful card basically think of city of brass but you lose life instead of take damage that's all um Jeweled Lotus, I don't know if it's going to be that great in Commander. In most cases, it won't. It, what most That's people what are saying, saying is it's single color, really. And unless you're, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that great. I think people just want point. Because I'm looking now, at just some of the new cards that you can use as Commanders coming out of the set. A lot of them are dual colored. Okay, so there's a card that, that, that came out a while ago like a long time ago, back in the first Ravnica block, called Grand Arbiter Augustine the Fourth, And he's a four-cost uh, uh, um, cre- legendary creature who's two, colorless, two generic, a blue, and a white. Um, while, he, when he's, while he's in play, all spells your opponents cast cost one additional to, ca- to cast, and all of your spells that are blue and white cost one less to cast. You can drop that on turn one, and stifle any potential growth that your your opponents can can do at all. That's the kind of things they're talking about. The potential for abuse is astronomical. Now, if everything goes accordingly and the in the and a car and the card gets banned, then it doesn't matter. The get the card drops back to twenty dollars to twenty dollars or you know pennies, depending right. on if it was completely banned. Because apparently the uh, the, the previously hands tied commander committee all of a sudden is very intrigued by how this card is playing out and they're keeping a watchful eye on this but no no let's not pay attention to the fact that wizards is printing their own (laughs) cards and putting them out no no we're worried about this one lotus not the fucking walking dead sets that these idiots have put out carte blanche without without your your approval or your consent really really but really making sure they focus on the right things here Yeah, it's oh, man. And they're the definitely they're definitely ratcheting it up because like it, it, there's not a card in here that's at the rare or uh, mythic like set like the um, printing that I'm not like man this could be abused <laughs> like there's not a single one. See now from what I heard from other sources. Um, there's a gentleman named Gavin Verhe, who is a, I believe he's a Wizards R&D person for uh, card creation. And this was his personal pet project. This was his his set that he created. And he put out um, a statement about it at first, kind of being positive about it, saying, hey, this will be really cool if you crack this. This is going to be so cool. And then he ended up backpedaling shortly after saying, yeah, but, you know, we, we do what we can. You know, sometimes things happen. And it's like, dude, you have you have if you if OK, so you have research and development. Do you just have no play testers, nobody who can just be reach out and be like, dude, um, you, you, this is way too powerful. Or moreover, do you just not have somebody who's like in the higher higher ups who's not just being like are, are you sure we should be doing this kind of shit because as far as Did i'm they're... concerned most people are saying this 
they're letting this happen. They're apologizing, and then they and then they're banning things. So well, they're basically doing Dude, they, the way, they reprinted doing Vampiric the Tutor. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and fifty dollar card. <laughs> Dude, this is ridiculous. I'm just. I saw it. I was like. I just went through the the spoilers again. There's like four pages of spoilers if you look up Commander Legends spoilers. And I, fucking Vampiric Tutor, I haven't seen that card since fucking what, Revised? Uh, that came out in Mirage or Visions. Was they it had Visions? A whole, they, had, they had a whole lot of them because it was Vampiric, uh, Worldly Tutor, uh, Enlightened Tutor, Mystical Tutor. Ah, they yeah, Worldly worked. Tutor. Hmm. <laughs> mm. back, that's, getting, that's getting reprinted too they're making a uh they're, they 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 had these uh spell books that came out for specific planeswalkers and they're making a commander type set like that for colors i did have vampiric, vampiric tutor back in the day vision Ooh. god I, I gotta stop dumping my cards man if i ever dump my magic cards again just fucking slap me in the mouth <laughs> I used to have all these like expensive ass cards at one point. <laughs> I got nothing, man. Sometimes you just sometimes that happens with people. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. give you shit because we've all done it. I did it myself, and I probably lost a, uh, a like a sixty dollar demonic tutor in the process. So at that point, whatever. I had a, I had a Mox Diamond at one point. I had, hmm, there a bunch of stuff. I gotta stop. Stuff it is, is what stupid. it is. The motto, it seems like, going forward for Wizards is this. It's better, it's easier to get ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Rather than just deal with the fucking, the, the consequences, and just, or rather than just fucking dealing with things and making sure they're not putting overpowered shit out into the market on the front side, they'd rather just have it go out, make their money, and then apologize for it later, and then fucking stu- and then stuff it in a, in a bag once they've made their their uh, their bottom line. Yeah, but here's the kicker. Like, what's their apologize for? They have a game. They created the game. This is geared towards a game that's supposed to be a casual format. Everybody has access to these cards. You know what I mean? Like, It's not the problem with that. It's creating situations where even in casual formats, it's not fun to play against those cards. When, When you're trying to sell fun to people and they're not having fun, then you're not doing your fucking job. And that's because that's what's happening in standard right now. The standard format is an absolute fucking shit show. Yeah, they're been. banning left and right. Yeah, but yeah I understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it. Like, let's just create these insane cards and be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it, again, it is, it, it is what it is. They're going to they're they're going to keep doing this shit. And unless somebody in the higher ups finally puts their foot down, which is never going to happen, because as long as it's making money, they don't care. Yeah, I think then, I think with the that um, Lotus, you're gonna see a lot more Eldrazi players. I I I personally believe. Oh, they released the diamonds too. I didn't. I just noticed it. Yeah, those came out in uh, Mirage or uh, Visions as well. They're uh, they're commander staples for budget, and it's kind of nice they got reprinted because they were starting to creep up to like the five to six dollar mark. The uh, yeah, the, the fucking, signet too. <laughs> Oh yeah, those things are sitting up pretty high too, especially like Demir and Is It. Those are in the five yeah. to six dollars. Fucking common. No, I like right. the reprints. The reprints I can agree with. It's just 
fuck did they just creep the power way too high oh yeah this is supposed to be a set that you drafted they're supposed to make commander drafting which is fucking mind-boggling how (laughs) exactly like even when they explained it i'm like that that doesn't make sense like you when you craft a commander deck you're crafting a theme or you're crafting a combo drafting is not limited formats for fucking edh are not real you can't create something out of nothing with that especially in a format that you've had no creative control over up until 20 fucking 12 or 2014 when you started putting out commander decks because you knew you could make money off the fucking things yeah yeah but the commander deck is really the um the easiest way to get into commander agreed and if you talk to most people in most cases the value is there especially at 40 bucks there's still good decks but now they've scaled back the pricing because they've taken less they've pulled out a lot of uh the more power rares you'd usually get in like a full commander block and they just decided to make commander decks that are still functional and still good but they're at the 25 20 to 25 dollar mark and it's a lot easier for people to jump in at that point and they're still good decks so yeah but it's if if you want to get one of those they're really easy to upgrade for inexpensive and then if you're going to be playing it for a while you can spend a little bit more money into it you don't necessarily have to go out and buy a fucking 700 dollar um commander deck i mean it's like i said like we've been saying it's a fucking casual format and at that point you don't even need the fucking real cards if you're not you know, if you're just playing with friends fuck it <laughs> just get fake ones <laughs> that's what i'm doing if you don't want to yeah. that's what people don't seem to understand the secondary market, Wizards cannot acknowledge it officially. So when the secondary market gets fucked over because the proxy market's getting too powerful, they can't directly affect it. They can obviously pull you know, copyright infringement and stuff like that, which, I mean, do whatever you want, but you can't completely stop the process. There will always be people who can do that, and if it isn't China, it's going to be just independent people on Etsy doing it, and you can only take those down every, as much as you can without other people just doing it on the side. Not to mention people can just print their own fucking proxies. There's literally nothing you can do to stop it overall. Shit, we used to write, I used to write proxies on old islands. Just take Sharpie and write the name of the card across the old island. That's how we used to do it back in the day. <laughs> I wanted a fucking mox. I wrote mox sapphire and stuck it in the sleeve. <laughs> in most cases, that usually works. But in a lot of cases with printers, you can just go to Kinko's and just print a bunch of color copies for a couple bucks and sleeve them up in, a, in an already existing card. And guess what? You have them. Especially with with a lot more, a lot of the more independent formats like uh, Canadian Highlander, where they, you can play Power Nine cards and stuff like that, and using using a point system. So people do people print proxies and stuff all the time. I think at the end of the day, they just they, they, there's there's obviously a point where they just don't want to lose money to stuff that just makes them money, like re- reprints on higher budget cards. This is like, this is all, literally yeah, this is literally the worst year for Magic, I think, as a whole. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm gonna say it's like it's the way I'm saying it's not right. They're just making. St- Stupid decision after stupid decision after stupid decision, and 
people are just kind of dealing with it. <laughs> uh, it's so fitting. It's so fitting. Um, are we done with that one? Oh yeah, we beat that. We beat that into the ground. Yeah. Um, if in case you're wondering, uh, this set does get released next month, uh, November. I want to say twentieth. Correct. Yeah, November twentieth. So if you're looking for paper magic, instead of buying a video game, November twentieth. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to it I, again because my LGS is actually selling it for relatively cheap. So. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the other thing that's happened that I see happening too is that now. Remember how I keep bringing up the sport card guys, the ones that are rushing to Walmart to buy their sports cards, their mosaic boxes for NFL that just got printed and shit. Well, they're now running in and grabbing Pokemon and running in and grabbing magic. So now you have to compete with literal scalpers who have nothing, no interest in the game other than making profit. If you're trying to get your cards from Walmart, so you're probably better off going to an LGS anyway. At this point, because if you're looking for shit at Walmart now, you're not gonna fucking get it, <laughs> unless you're up at six a.m. to go get to some of these places. Because that's when MJ Holdings stocks their fucking shelves, apparently. Pretty much. Yeah. So, so how support about that your local game store. How about what? What's up? <laughs> I said support your local game store, and then you said something. <laughs> no, you're absolutely on point, and I and I agree with that wholeheartedly. But but uh, my my statement is is uh, did you have a chance to look at that Nintendo Mini Partner Direct that they put out in the middle of the week? I did. <laughs> uh, only three games stuck out to me. Maybe four. Maybe four. And what are those? Maybe we have similar lists here. So they decided to drop the uh, new trailer for Age of Calamity, uh, the Hyrule Warriors, with a demo that's available now. So you can yep, play the demo. Um, what is this game? Phoenix? Phoenix? I forgot what they called it. Phoenix? F-E-N-Y-X? It's a game that looks like fucking Breath of the Wild, but it deals with Greek gods. That sounds interesting. I think I saw something about it. I didn't delve too deeply into it because after Hades, I was all Greeked out. Yeah, so this this trailer was really fucking cool. And where was the other one? I want to say No More Heroes, but I never played the first two. It looks kind of interesting, but it just looks like another No More Heroes game. So if you're a fan of that's going to be fucking great. Um, but the big one that I saw was Bravery Default 2. That one's the one I'm interested in. Yeah, same here. I really hope it's not Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, because that's the graphic style it has at the moment. <laughs> I'm really hoping it's not that. <laughs> yeah. I, I it'll be fine I think whatever the fuck because they were listening to fan feedback and and they're releasing it in February next year so they'll have a lot of time to polish everything and shape it up to what it's supposed to be that's the one I'm honestly waiting for 
I, I'm excited yeah. for the fact that the, the 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 first two No More Heroes are coming out on the Switch because I know there's a lot of people who probably want to play that, and then No More Heroes three or whatever the hell it's called, Third Strike, whatever title they're using for it, and that's coming out after all those. I believe all the No More Heroes games are actually out in the eShop now. I think so. The other one that I thought was kind of weird was Hitman 3. Uh, I believe Hitman 3 was part of it as well, yes. Yeah, I, that's the one I, that I thought was that was weird about the Nintendo Direct. Um, let me click on this game that uh, apparently just kind of skipped over. Immortals Phoenix Rising is what it's called. It's got a very open-worldy feel. You can fly in the game. You play a winged demigod. So it, originally, I thought they were putting out a 3D version of... Um, what the fuck's the character's name? Pit. I thought they were doing Pit. That's <laughs> what I originally thought they were doing. So um, this is straight off of the fucking landing page for the pre-order because the pre-order is available now. And it's available December 3rd. Uh, you play a new winged demigod on a quest to save the Greek gods. The fate of the world is at stake. You are the god's last hope. Wield the power of the gods like Achilles' sword and solve puzzles. Fight iconic mythological beasts like Cyclops and Medusa in dynamic combat. In the air and on the ground. So... It looks like a huge open world thing, and the developer is, give a guess. Um, uh, Devolver Digital? Nope, Ubisoft. Yeah, so... See how it, that pans. It looks cartoony, like big world, like, it just looks awesome. Um, this will probably be my December game I'll pick up. Go for it, man. You gotta tell so, you gotta you're gonna have to give a review then. I will. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. The um, obviously oh shit. What did I just do? Uh bravery default is we're both looking forward to that one. That's not till February twenty twenty sixth. No more heroes drops. Did they give a release on this one? I don't think they gave a release on this one. Or did they just kind of say it was coming? I think That's it was it? still nebulous. It says 2020, so it could we could be looking at December. I'm thinking they're going to kick it forward to January. I never trust I never trust releases anymore in general because of the COVID nonsense, but with that kind of stuff, at least with Bravely Default, I can kind of rely on the fact that it's going to be in 2021 because that feels mm -hmm. a lot more of an open field than 2020 has been, at least overall. Yeah, very true. And then, obviously, the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So we've talked about it a couple times. I think we're, I mean, at least me and Lando are looking forward to this one. It it gives away the story. It gives some more story to Breath of the Wild. So it looks cool. Uh, I'm down to fucking play the shit out of this game. And I didn't pick up the original Hyrule Warriors. I ended up picking up the Fire Emblem Warriors one. So I might actually go back and pick up the last Hyrule Warriors and then pick up this one. Go for it, dude. Unless my son shows interest in it, I'm not really going to go into it because those games tend to be really grindy. 
and I own the Fire Emblem Special Edition one, and I have the Hyrule Warriors one for the Wii U with all the DLC on it. So I genuinely don't, I'm not really that interested at this point. I appreciate what they're trying to do. It looks really cool, but because I didn't really jump into Breath of the Wild with both feet, I didn't really get it. I'm not going to get the value out of that one that I think I would, that my, that you and Orlando and my son might, so. Yeah, I I really loved uh, Breath of the Wild. And this this gives like a pre-story to what happens. And honestly, I think if anything, if you're a fan of Zelda, this will keep the hype going into the new Zelda game that's coming out. Um, like the actual game, like the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Fair enough. So, yeah, it looks really good. It really does. <laughs> it, it, it does. It looks pretty gorgeous, and I'm. I look forward to seeing what uh, seeing what you and Orlando end up saying when you get it. So, yeah, the other the games. Did you pay attention to any of the other stupid games that were on here? Because I was like. <laughs> Part uh part time UFOs. That one looked cute, but it was just another. In- <laughs> it looked like another indie game where you did where you did something puzzle like, and you and, and you had a cute little character. So, uh, y- you know, for dr- like Mister Driller Drill Spirits, that kind of level of chibi cute stuff. So, yeah, fine. I- I'm sure I might pick it up when it's on sale on the eShop eventually. Yeah, and then Control. Looks really good, but I think Control is just a release, a third-party release coming. I don't think it's actually a new game. No, it was already. I think it was already on other platforms at that point. Yeah, I think that one's another one. Um, that one looks all right. I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about it, but maybe I'll pick that one. But then there's another game, Olive Town, that looks exactly like fucking Animal Crossing. Like, why the fuck would I buy that when I have Animal Crossing? It doesn't look like that. It looks like Harvest Moon. Eh, either way, it's fucking Animal Crossing's better. <laughs> Fight me. I don't care. <laughs> Again, it is what it is. It's not my genre, so my, yeah, my kid gives me shit because I don't play it. I play Stardew Valley, and once Animal Crossing came out, I on Stardew Valley because it's Animal Crossing. Um, Yeah. So yeah, no, I thought it was a really good direct. Uh, we love seeing more third-party support from companies. Definitely like the Bravery Default too, because I cannot get enough of new uh, JRPGs. I just fucking love JRPGs. You and me both, sir. Yeah, so that I'm I'm excited for that one for sure. I'm glad they started with that one, because <laughs> if I had to wait to the end to figure out that that's what we were getting, I would. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nintendo's doing good, man. Nintendo is doing good. Speaking of uh, Nintendo, we have ourselves. I guess we're gonna do like a little history lesson, kind of bring it to the to the forefront again. So, if you guys don't know, um, there's a guy out there named Billy Mitchell, and he holds the Donkey Kong and Pac-Man records in the Guinness Book of World Records. And the reason I'm hesitant to say that is because there is controversy around all of it. So, 
kind of give you guys an idea. I'm just going to read his fucking Wikipedia page because why the fuck not? <laughs> so Billy Mitchell, born July 16th, 1965, is an American video game player and restaurateur. He rose to national prominence in the 1980s when life included him in a photo spread of a game champions during the height of the golden age of arcade games. In 1999, Mitchell became the first person to record a perfect score of 3,333,360 points on the arcade game Pac-Man. Twin Galaxies and Guinness World Records recognized Mitchell as the holder for several records on the classic uh, games, including Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. And he has appeared in several documentaries on competitive gaming and retro gaming. A 2007 documentary, The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, follows his attempts to maintain the highest score of Donkey Kong after being challenged by newcomer Steve Weib. Weib? Weeb? We, I think it's Weeb. I believe you're correct on the second Weeb? one. Yeah. In 2018, Mitchell's high scores were challenged uh, after members of the Twin Galaxy forums found discrepancies in the videos Mitchell had provided for the King of Kong, suggesting he had used uh, emulation software to falsify his records. Both Twin Galaxies and Guinness World Rec- and Guinness and invalidated all of Mitchell's records, but Mitchell successfully appealed the reverse appealed to reverse the Guinness removals in June of 2020. Twin Galaxies did not reverse the disqualifications, leading Mitchell to file defamation lawsuits against Twin Galaxies and others in 2020. In addition, Mitchell's own family owns the Ricky's restaurants in Hollywood, Florida, um, Pembroke Pines, Florida, and he sells Ricky's world famous hot sauce. Not sure why that mattered to us, but I read it anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he. The big controversy was in 19, in 2018, um, like they said with Twin Galaxies. Somebody on the forum, when you ha- give these records of these old games, there has to be video shot of it, and you have to submit the videos to get onto the Twin Galaxies. Uh, leaderboards like there's they have twin galaxies has a whole list of requirements that they need for this and somebody figured out that he well allegedly uh used emulation to get the high score again and to keep the high score the for donkey kong yeah it was donkey kong not pac-man just for donkey kong um yeah, he's, I mean, people have made fun of him. He's shown up on episodes of, um, the fuck is the name of that cartoon? You got me, dude. I don't ever, I don't remember. Ah, oh, fuck my life. Somebody parodied uh, him in um regular show. That's what it was. He showed up on an episode of regular show when they were at the arcade playing. Um, it wasn't him. They couldn't call him him. And he. He tried to sue them because of it <laughs> but um they won on a technicality because it was just a giant head with little baby arms and legs and it didn't look like a real person <laughs> so that's how cartoon network got around that um <laughs> uh but yeah he um he's been fighting this guinness world record thing since 2018 and they've been dragging him through the mud and it looks like Twin Galaxy still has not given up, even though Guinness has put hit, put his records back into the Guinness Book of World Records. Eh, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to give this the credence it's necessary because the dude is pretty trigger happy, 
And uh, I'm kind of enjoying making a podcast and don't need him descending from the ceiling like some kind of terrifying uh, arcade monster. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not going to I'm just reporting on the, the fucking things. I guess, I guess Guinness just put him back in and he's still f- filing lawsuits uh, against Twin Galaxies. So but I'm still allowed to say fuck him because, dude, you're fucking 65. You were born. How old are you? fucking 55 bro you're 55 like it's a fucking video game like you sell hot sauce now (laughs) like the fuck (laughs) dude as far as i'm concerned he's achieved what he wanted to this just feels i don't know i just i feel like this is too extra for him he maybe this is maybe he's got a maybe it's a reputation thing i don't know i don't want like i said i don't want to speculate on this kind of shit because it's it just it's so inconsequential to the rest of the what's going on i i feel like especially with covid and stuff going on is this really re- really where you want to go man i, yeah, I well, mean he's it, a, he was been fighting it before the whole covid thing but i get yeah. it and if maybe if it were me maybe i'd feel the same way like i said i don't want to i don't want to dwell on it especially when it comes to somebody's somebody's reputation their legacy whatever the case may be i mean it's he said he's at an age where it's kind of all or nothing he he needs to make sure that his legacy is secure before he and before he you know retires or goes off in the sunset whatever he ends up doing fine whatever do whatever you want to do but just make sure you don't take everyone down with you in the process is my statement i fuck off boomer that's it. That's all I got to say to him. <laughs> Fuck off, Boomer. <laughs> Jesus. I'm the one being double-headed about this. I'm glad you're being the angry war gamer tonight. No, I just... F- fuck this guy. Like, the fuck? <laughs> he, he screams like Florida man. That's it. That's all I got. He's, he's literally Florida man. <laughs> all right. That, you get that, that, that's your official statement for, for, for this? I, I, I back you up on it. Whatever's clever. Yeah, no. Sue me, sue me over calling you Florida man. You live in Florida, fucking Florida man. Fuck off. <laughs> God, it, it, it's like it, it's funny because it's like he went through this two year thing where he's trying to prove his records to people, going out to arcades, playing on real machines, and then failing. And then his excuse is, "Well, I'm not. I haven't been. I haven't been practicing. Well, fucking practice then." I'm like, if you haven't done it in a while, you're going to need to get back into it. Fucking practice. If you got these scores, you can get them again. I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's mildly inspirational, Jason. Yeah, but seriously, if you've done it once before, you could do it again. Obviously, he got to to those scores by practicing. Fair enough. I'll 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 roll with you on this one. You 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 seem to have a bearing on this. I'll uh, I'll 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 defer to you on it. I mean, he's 55. He's fucking close to retirement. Fucking retirement to retire and go play video games and get your fucking scores back. Stop this fucking bullshit, slandered fucking crap that you're trying to go all over. Ugh. You're suing them for taking your stuff off for somebody on their forums who's not even related to the fucking company calling you out on some shit that they found. Like, 
if it was legit scores and I get that they took your name off, go get the fucking scores again. Just do it. Just do it. Plain and simple. Don't don't fucking um don't fucking go to court and shit. I mean, obviously, if you like put the time in, get the scores again. We're not talking playing fucking speed running shit where you have to innovate yourself again. Just fucking play the games. <laughs> if you have the top scores, if you have the top scores and nobody can touch you, do it again. Because there are, there's, there's seriously, there's people out there that are trying to take his scores away. Like they're legit people trying to do things to get better than him. If you did it once, do it again. That's it. Plain and simple. Sound reasoning. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And if, if you're going to use your age and some bullshit is like that matter, then just fucking let it go. You know, you did it. You did it. Be happy with it. Nobody gives a shit. We're not giving you money because you did something back in like 1980s. Like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> uh, you heard it here, like folks, does, from the Angry War Gamer. Does he, does he get, I mean, does like Twin Galaxies pay him for records? Does Guinness, like Guinness World Records, get, give him money? Like, does he make some sort of money off of that shit? I would imagine he makes some kind of royalties. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know what arrangements he has between galaxies. Okay, so the scores are taken down, but he still has all his other. He was video game player of the year. No one's going to take that away from him. He was on the U.S. national video game team. No one's going to take that away from him. You know, he was awarded video game player of the century at the 1999 Tokyo Game Show. No one's taking that away from him. So it's like he he was voted selected as one of the 10 most influential video game players of all by MTV. Like no one is taking your shit away from you. The only thing that they're not doing is posting your scores on these websites. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. All they did was take your scores down. They didn't even like give a reason for it. They just took them down. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. That's it. <laughs> all right, moving on. And this will be the last topic of the night. And uh, yeah, I woke up this morning at 8 a.m. to get ready for um, an online class that I'm taking for stuff. And the first thing I see is Sir Sean Connery passing away at the age of 90. Um, I guess I mean, I'm just going to read the, the article from the New York Times. Uh, if, if you follow any type of social media or anything, this has been all over everything today. Um, so, yeah. James Bond actor says uh, Sean Connery defined an era and a style. Other actors who have portrayed Agent 007 remembered Mr. Connery, who died at 90, for his charm, screen presence, and golfing. (laughs) Sean Connery was remembered on Saturday by other James Bond actors and franchise producers as one of the true greats of cinema. 
who most uh, most embodied the fictional spy character James Bond. For James Bond fans and for those uh, who knew him, Mr. Connery, who died at 90 years old, was regarded as one of the best actors to embrace the role in Dr. No, from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, and Never Say Never Again. Only four actors who played James Bond, also known as the double agent or Agent 007, in the movies are alive today. George Lansbury, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. David uh, Niven, who played James Bond in the satirical spy film Casino Royale, uh, died in 1983. Roger Moore, who played James Bond for more than a decade, starting with Live and Let Die and ending with A View to Kill. Mr. Craig, who played James Bond since 2006, said in a statement, uh, on the 007 website Saturday, that Mr. Connery defined an age or defined an era and style with his films. The wit and charm he portrayed on screen could be measured in megawatts. He helped create the modern blockbuster, Mr. Craig said. Uh, he will continue to influence actors and filmmakers alike for years to come. My thoughts are with his family and loved ones. Wherever he is, I hope there's a golf course. <laughs> Mr. Lansbury, who played James Bond uh, in On Her Majesty's Street of Service, said on Instagram on Saturday that Mr. Connery inspired him. I met Sean a couple of times, and I was pleased he'd given my, uh, given my Bond film On Her Majesty's Secret Service the seal of approval, Mr. Lansbury said. But to me, the most important thing... Uh, was his work went far beyond Bond, into charity, into family, into politics, and into golf. Mr. Lansbury added, a man after my own heart, a great actor, a great man, an underappreciated artist has left us. I guess there's a little bit more. They just kind of go over the other members of the cast that have passed away. So, yeah. He wasn't just known for 007, though. He was... He had Indiana Jones. He had... Well, let me see if I can find his record. Most notably, he's known for the Bond films. Uh, he had Indiana Jones, um, Highlander. Everybody forgets about Highlander. I just want to make sure U571 is on there. I think it is. Why am I not on his IMDb page? What the hell is going on right now? <laughs> uh, we'll start at the beginning. Jesus, he is a lot of film. <laughs> Uh, no need to go all the way in depth on his on his filmography, dude. Just uh, yeah. put some choice bits up. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, definitely all of those. Come on, I swear he was in U five seven one. Am I missing something here? He was on The Rock, Dragonheart, Medicine Man, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, Untouchables. That's a Another fantastic movie. He's he's done a lot. <laughs> uh, Ninety four film credits in total. So, yeah. Ninety four film credits and live ninety years. That's a good that's a good matchup. If I had to say. Yep. Um, from another article I read earlier, he I get, he went to bed last night and he just never up today so it's nothing covid related nothing um some major disease he had he just went to sleep and 
never woke up. But 90 years is a long time, man. I'm, I, I'd say I would be lucky to see 90 years. So, yeah. Um, the only thing that I, I mean, I don't even I really want to talk is just the negative shit that happened like literally minutes after the news broke that he died. Um, don't give it credence, dude. The more you give yeah. it a platform, the more it'll, the more you let it have legs. It's not worth it. People said dumb shit. The internet's full of dumb people. The, the, the process continues unabated. Let's just fucking move on. The man's dead. Beating on beating the dirt on his grave ain't going to do any fucking good for these idiots. And I don't want to let them have the fucking satisfaction. Yeah. So I don't know. He's by far bond is my second favorite franchise only to star Wars. So, uh, for me, I guess it's kind of like a big deal. I mean, there's really only two really looked up to and both of them are now dead. So, uh, Robin Williams being one of them and then Sean Connery, the other. So, I mean, I am I am kind of a dick, and I'm I'm not going to say that he had 100% stuff like anything to do with that because you know Bond is the man's man of back in the day, but um, James Bond definitely did have some influence on my life. I mean, including gaming. I'm Goldeneye for first person shooters. I would probably never even play a first person shooter if it wasn't for Goldeneye. So there's that. <laughs> anyway. Yep. You got anything you want to add to that, or are you good? Well, the the movies I seen him in, because Bond movies were something that my dad watched. I never watched them with him because it was just I never had the interest in them when I was a youth. For me, it was for me it was The Rock and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Even though he really didn't enjoy that particular role, it was it, and uh, and uh, Dragonheart. Those were the three movies that I remember him from. Dragonheart was a good one too. A really good one. Um, that's it. Rest in peace, dude. Nineties, <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. Anything yeah, after eighty-five sure. is gravy, and that man got five years extra. So good on him. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's gonna be. It, I, it, I have a feeling within like the next year or so, we're gonna lose another a couple dates. Um, oh, dude, just because just because of. Just because of age-wise, like, do we have so many old, good, like, Mel Brooks, man. Like, that's Jesus. <laughs> I think he's, like, 95 right now. <laughs> so. Mortality is a thing, and a lot of people like to ignore that until it, it's already, pre- until it's presented to them right in front of their faces. And honestly, I, I don't blame them for feeling that way, because you, when you're, when you deal with life, you deal with the moments, you try not to dwell on things that you don't have any control over. So yeah. when people get sideswiped by this, like with, with uh, what was it, uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen, I believe, passed away recently, too. Yep. If it, it, it just happens, dude. And Goddamn it, music, music legend. <laughs> sometimes it's a lifestyle choice. Sometimes you just go to sleep and don't wake up. I, yeah. I know that sounds maudlin, but you just got to you got to take the good with the bad sometimes. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. You're 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 a you're a gentleman among gentlemen. And, you know, your legacy, as far as I'm concerned and anybody else, it's it's rock solid. So, yep. Yep. Mel Brooks is 94, by the way. <laughs> I looked it up. 
If he that makes it to 100, is... I'd be shocked. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that man is old. Um, all right. Well, uh, that covers all of our topics. We didn't really get too in-depth into anything. I mean, the Commander Legends, a few new Nintendo video games that are coming, Cyberpunk 2077, kicking themselves in the nuts, hoping everything goes well for them. So um, I'm Jason the Angry Wargamer. Angry Wargamer on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at Angry Wargamer Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can catch us if if you're listening to this on to on Apple or um Podbean, the Apple Podcast, give us a, a rating review. Podbean, go ahead and follow us. Spotify, follow us on Spotify. Let people know we're here. Spread the word. Spread the love. <laughs> Spread the love. <laughs> and um yeah, ratings reviews gets us uh better views on Apple Music. At least that's how it works. You can catch us uh subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to listen to us while we're doing something else. It's the Angry War Gamer um on YouTube. Literally, it's just the podcast on YouTube. There's no video to it, no nothing to it. It's literally just the podcast on YouTube. So follow us on the social medias. Um, Drew, what do you got? I am Punk Toast on Twitter. I am also Punk Toast on Instagram. I do not have any primary commercial presence on Facebook, so I'll abstain from that other than the actual uh, page that we have up there. Uh, for Orlando, Orlando is. Uh, at Harama, uh, the Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. I don't believe he has any Instagram or uh, Facebook to plug, so that's the only thing he's doing right now. So that's all yeah, I got, he's, man. He's actually at Ragnarok Knight, and Harima is like just the name he has on there. So you know, I get that mixed up sometimes because he uses it all over the place. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, follow us on all that stuff, and as usual, stay sexy. And go fuck yourself.